You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth. Brenthurst Wealth is South Africa's top boutique wealth manager 2023. With me today is Josh McRae from Brenthurst Wealth Granger Bay Division. And the article that Josh kindly sent me is called the following, Demystifying the Value of Bonds in Your Portfolio. Now, Josh, this is very interesting because people, you know, we talk about equities. I mean, 95% of the time I talk about equities and currencies and commodities on my podcasts. Uh, But bonds, you know, we talk about them occasionally, but they don't get enough attention as they should do. And especially with the last 18 months, two years, interest rates rising because of inflation rising, suddenly they've come to the fore. Very, very interesting times we're in. And that's probably what uh, prompted you to write this article. Yes, Lindsay, well, that's very correct. I mean, bonds have never been the most exciting investment asset. And I assume that's why not many people always, always speak about them. But they are still a great investment tool to add to your strategy and they can offer inflation beating returns while still having a very low risk and adding both stability and a preservation element to your portfolio. So I think that's the value of having a bond instrument. And I think where applicable clients should definitely consider incorporating that into their portfolios. I think demystifying is a very good word because the relationship between, for example, a yield rising, looking at, um, as we pre-record this podcast, looking at the South African 10-year bond, is currently yielding 10.36%. As it goes up, the actual bond price comes down and people don't quite understand that. And then they tend to say, oh, it's a little bit too complicated for me. But um, nevertheless, if the interest rate cycle is about to peak in South Africa and maybe globally, then yields will come down and bond prices will go up. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Yes, that's very correct. So interest rates and bond yields, they like a seesaw. So i.e. they have an inverse relationship. So when one goes up, the other goes down and vice versa. And this is because when interest rates change, they affect the demand and the supply of bonds in the market. So to your point, the main question is, should you buy bonds and whether now is a good time to invest in South African government bonds? It does generally depend on your risk and your time horizon and your expectations for the interest rates and inflation. So generally, if you think the interest rates in South Africa have peaked and will start to decline soon, then now may actually be a good time to invest in South African government bonds for the reasons that you just touched on. However, if you think the interest rates in South Africa will continue to rise or or remain high for a long time, then now may not be a good time to invest. However, many, many expect the interest rates to start going down again. So I think now may be a good time to invest in government bonds. I'd agree with you entirely. And uh, bonds also, sometimes bonds with AAA or AA plus ratings have a very, very strong backing from the government concern. For example, the United States of America. Now, you've got government bonds, you've got corporate bonds, you've got inflation-linked bonds. Um, What is your case for bonds when you sit down with a new client, Josh, in that beautiful part of the world, Granger Bay, and you say, right, they want to talk about equities, and you say, but we should have a bond component. What is your case that you make when you put that theory forward? Okay, well, it's it's always a hard and difficult conversation to have with a client because, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of clients don't understand it, and it actually can be quite complicated. So first, maybe let me touch on what is a bond and maybe a simple way of explaining what a bond is. Good. 
a bond is effectively the opposite of a loan. And I always like to explain it that way to my client. So instead of borrowing money from a bank, you're the one that is lending the money. So so when buying a bond, you're effectively lending the money to the South African government in the case of, of a, a government bond. And the government then promises to pay it back at the full end of the bond term while paying you an interest or otherwise known as coupons. So I like to, to try and simplify that way to my client. And then once the client can understand or the investor can understand what you're investing in, which is very important for an investor, then it seems a little bit more promising. Next, to answer your question, what's the case for bonds and, and what can you consider when investing in bonds? And the main value and reason for investing in that bond is they are more stable with a low risk compared to shares and property. And they also offer better returns compared to cash investments. So they kind of hit the sweet spot for conservative investors that do not want to risk losing a lot of money, but also want to achieve those inflation-beating returns on their investments. A misconception of bonds that people have about bonds is that they aren't liquid. But that's actually not always the case. And depending on the structure and how you acquired the bonds in the first place, they can actually be completely liquid, which is what we tend to do for our clients. And then you've got that stability. And then you've got that stability in your portfolio that offers passive and predictable returns, which I think is vital to have in a portfolio. However, there is a downside or con with bond investing is that they tend to underperform shares and property investing over the long run. So even though they do offer predictable returns, this also means that your investment can't really grow more than the expected outcome. However, in saying that, I still think that is a valuable component of any investment portfolio is to have that stability and reliability that you know you're going to deliver inflation-beating returns. Um, And I think that's important to have. Yeah, very much so. And you say at the end of that paragraph on um, the case for bonds, you say when the coupon value of recent government bonds is 10% in South Africa or above, as it is at the moment, this can be a very appealing proposition. Okay, then you go on to give us another lesson, bonds and interest rates. Very, very simple. If inflation rises and therefore interest rate rise, then You've got a government that says, okay, I'm going to raise interest rates uh, because I want to control inflation and therefore the price of bonds goes down. We've been through that and it's been fairly strenuous actually and stressful. Uh, But now when they start to fall, yields will fall and bond prices will go up. That's the simple relationship, I think. Yes, very correct. As I explained earlier, they're like a seesaw. So I think now... And and this is the reason a lot of people are speaking about bonds now is because they are actually profitable. So the Saab has hinted that it may raise the repo rate again in September of 2023, depending on how inflation economic growth may evolve. However, as for the latest information regarding government bonds in South Africa, as of August 11th, 2023, the yield on a 10-year government bond was around 10.22%. And if you look at the expected inflation over that period of time, it's much lower. Yeah. So you're you actually delivering or, or achieving a great real return over that period. So um, I definitely think it's something for, for investors to consider. I think there are a few ways of investing in, in bonds, which can actually add further value to your portfolio. Instead of how you can invest in the bond, is this three main strategies which I, I speak about to my clients. The first is a passive or buy and hold strategy, which we kind of been touching on. Yeah. Um, is, is If you're looking for a stable outcome and you, you know the yield that you're getting, you buy and you hold that bond indefinitely, and then you're not subject to that interest rate risk. So this strategy obviously assumes that the bond is safe and the lender will not default on their side and you're going to get your 
your face value or your principal or, or initial amount back plus all that interest. And then you're getting great real returns. But another way to invest in bond instruments, which is an active management strategy. So this is where you try to outperform the market by buying and selling bonds based on, on current conditions or interest rate movements and credit ratings, etc. However, this strategy obviously requires more research and analysis as well as frequent trading. So instead of the investor doing this themselves, you have the option of investing in a bond-focused unit trust or an ETF or a, a unit trust in this case because it's active where the fund manager makes those calls for you. So they're constantly um, looking at debt instruments, debentures, the government bonds instruments, corporate corporate bonds, and you're achieving great inflation beating returns from investing in a structure like that. Um, and I think it's a great preservation element that, that clients can, can add to their portfolio if, if they don't want to lose that liquidity and they want someone managing and investing in bonds on their behalf. So on behalf of your clients at Brentus Wealth Granger Bay, do you uh, yes. suggest that you you do it yourself and you buy them a bunch of bonds from, from different areas? And as I said, government, corporate, inflation, link, whatever it is, but we're focusing much on government uh, bonds this time. Or do you say, okay, this is a good performing bond fund. We've spoken to the fund manager. We recommend you go in there. Or this ETF is run by some reputable people and they've got a good track record. What do you do? What is your recommendation? Well, our recommendation as always will obviously depend on the specific client needs. But I think something that's important to take into consideration with that question is you have to think about taxation because taxation on bond instruments, and I don't think it's a big surprise um, that there's also no escaping the tax man on this kind of asset class either. And in fact, you know, you can actually be liable to pay a lot more tax because the returns on bond instruments are seen as interest income. And this is taxed according to your normal income tax rate. So if you invest in local bonds or retail bonds from the South African government, you have to add that interest income to your taxable income and it will increase your tax liability. So to to kind of counter that, you can start thinking about the structure or the way you want to invest in your bond. Um, if you invest in a retail bond, for example, and you buy a government bond, you can't have that in a structure like an endowment where you can get the taxation benefits that that offers. Um, and then I would suggest maybe for a, a client that is, has a high income to buy a bond unit trust fund and they can incorporate that into an endowment and then they can have a fixed tax rate and, and that will lower their taxable income. So that's the type of things you need to consider when purchasing a bond. And obviously I would advise speaking to a financial advisor. But if you are on the lower income side and it's not going to increase your income tax by too much and you can take advantage of that exemption the, the interest exemption of 23,800 rand per month yeah. then you can definitely go the more passive route and the more direct route of buying a bond instrument okay putting all this together what you said about inflation about interest rates about taxation when you sit down with a client again what sort of percentage i mean obviously it changes from client to client josh but what sort of percentage would you say they should allocate to bonds, whether it be in a passive capacity, a bond fund, an ETF, whatever it is? What is the percentage that you think for someone who's, you know, looking forward to uh, trouble-free in retirement, for example? Well, obviously, it depends on how close they are towards retirement. And I think these type of um, fixed income instruments are, are actually vital and so important the closer you get to retirement because they're reliable and steady income. 
So as you get closer to retirement, you actually should start increasing that exposure to, to instruments such as bonds. And obviously, you still want to take a diversified approach. You don't want to invest all your money into one bond. But then you can start looking at having over half or even up to 70% of, of your capital into preservation elements like bonds and debentures and money market accounts. So as you get closer to retirement, that's when these structures like these, like bond instruments and government bonds come into play and you really see the value in them. Very good. Josh, well explained. Thank you very much. I understand a little bit more about bonds and their role in your portfolio after talking to you. That's Josh McRae from Brenthurst Wealth in Granger Bay, Cape Town. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.